My experience with Beard Resonator guitars has been almost solely with their square neck or lap style instruments. That's gonna change today because I'm gonna be digging into their newest guitar model, the Trailhead. And this is quite possibly the most acoustically warm and soulful sounding round neck spider cone resonator I have ever played in my life. And the news keeps getting better because if you just so happen to play lap style guitar, don't worry. Paul Beard and crew have a Trailhead model for you as well. Hey, TAC family, this is episode 303 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I will be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including a guitar contest you can be a part of, but submissions are due August 21st, a podcast featuring a dear friend of mine who just so happens to be an absolutely wicked guitar player, and much, much more. But first, let's dig deep into the new Beard Trailhead model. Trailhead, my oh my, have we been waiting for you. I'm not quite sure what I'm attracted to more on this guitar, the way that it sounds or the way that it looks. I guess if I'm being completely honest, it's the sound, but I mean, look at this thing, it is beautiful. The first time I opened the case, uh, my breath was taken away. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I had never seen anything like this come from Paul Beard's shop. And I'll get you a full spec rundown here in a little bit, as well as uh, I'll share with you some of the model options within this series. There's quite a few. I think you'll be pretty happy. Uh, but first, let me tell you the story behind this instrument. There's actually two stories. Um, the first one is, you know, I'm sitting at home. We've got a newborn, Grayson, who was born on July 8th. Uh, we've got Emerson, who's almost three years old, so home is a little chaotic right now. Whitney's bopping around doing the mom thing like, like a champ, and uh, I get a text message. My phone lights up, and I see that it's Denny from Beard Guitars. And immediately I was like excited because it was, you know, I was, I was having, I was in touch with the outside world, but also I hadn't spoken to Denny or had any communication with Denny in quite some time. So he said, hey, what's your best shipping address? And I gave him my address. And then he sent me, he's like, I've got a guitar for you. You gotta hear this thing. So he sent this to me before it was officially released. And I spent a good, I guess two, three weeks now um, playing this guitar, putting it through its paces and wow, I am so excited about this instrument. So this guitar came to me in kind of a roundabout surprise way. But the second story is that this is the first collaboration between Paul Beard and his son, Ben. And I think that in and of itself has an element of sweetness. And I gotta say, they, they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. The whole idea behind this guitar was that it was gonna be an experience when you played it. It was gonna be an experience when you held it. And I'll tell you right now, it is an absolute experience.
specifically, because this lineup has quite a few options, this is a Beard Trailhead Model E round neck, okay? Those are all the elements. Now, I'll share with you the options here a little bit later, but first, let's, let's get the specs on this particular guitar. We've got an all-solid flame maple body. The top is flame maple, the sides are flame maple, the back is flame maple, done under this beautiful tobacco finish. Um, Talk about accentuating the flame in the maple. Uh, just wow, this tobacco color is, is gorgeous. This is a satin finish. And I have to say, in terms of the tactile feel, the way it feels as you put your arm around it, the way it feels as you actually just touch the guitar, it's really comfortable and welcoming. Um, I know that's a little bit silly to say, but sometimes, uh, you know, those gloss finishes can, can feel sticky, can feel almost unapproachable and not comfortable. The exact opposite is true of this. Adding to the comfort is the quarter round. So instead of this guitar being bound around its entirety, around its entirety, instead of it being bound in its entirety, it's quarter round, meaning uh, the top, back, and sides are still glued together, attached with kerfing on the inside, but instead of binding, you have this beautiful uh, quarter round where they, where they kind of knock that square edge off. Uh, very comfortable to hold, especially with a round neck because you don't have anything digging into your arm. Uh, as you can tell, the hardware is striking. It's it's all weathered brass. Uh, weathered brass cover plate. This just so happens to be the solar pattern cover plate. Uh, weathered uh, tailpiece, screen, sound hole, screen rings, and as well as this matching um, kind of beard nameplate on the headstock. This, this weathered brass look adds to that kind of, uh, dare I say, welcoming feeling. It just feels like the guitar is played in already. Like it already has some bumps and bruises and you can approach it. By no means is this a relict guitar, but that's kind of the feeling it conjures up in me. Uh, what else we got here? I believe this is a 25 inch scale length. I couldn't find any actual specs on the scale length, but judging by all of Paul's uh, other guitars, it likely is 25 inch scale length. It likely is an inch and three quarter nut. Uh, at least that's the feel I get when I'm playing it. Uh, ebony fingerboard with these beautiful slotted diamond inlays done in maple, uh, a natural maple as opposed to that stained tobacco maple. And then under the hood, we've got some new things from Paul Beard. We've got a Vesper cone, a Vesper bridge and shockwave sound posts. And I'm talking about the structural integrity, the, uh, the sound producing machine in this guitar uh, is all new from Paul Beard and wow, does it deliver. It delivers big time. Also on the headstock, we've got Goto 510 tuners. I know I'm bouncing all around the instrument, but I gotta tell you, I just, uh, this guitar really has taken my breath away. I've said that a couple of times, maybe once already. I'll probably say it a couple more. And I'm just enamored by it. I mean, just the looks and like I said, the sound. The sound is just incredible on this instrument.
to the options of the Beard Trailhead series. First, what kind of neck do you want? Do you want a round neck or do you want a square neck? Round neck if you're gonna play standard, square neck if you're gonna play it in your lap. All the round necks will have a cutaway, the square necks will not. Uh, both styles will have the neck body joint at the 12th fret. The next choice you get to make is wood. What do you want the body made out of? Maple or mahogany? If you want a little bit more crispness, a little bit more articulation, go the maple route. If you want a little bit more warmth, a little bit more body, go the mahogany route. A little bit more uh, comments on the warmth and body of this instrument as a whole here in a little bit. In fact, I wanna share with you my thoughts on this specific guitar in a little bit, but first let's continue on with the options. Uh, you've got the choice of neck, you've got the choice of wood, next you get the choice of color. Do you want tobacco like this? Do you want blue denim or do you want black ice? Honestly, my favorite of the three is this tobacco because it brings out the best of the figure in my opinion. Although the blue is pretty cool too because it's a lighter blue. Anyways, I, my concern with the blue is if you're wearing like a Canadian tuxedo, you just be full on matchy matchy. How's that for an idea? You get like the full on Wrangler jean jacket, you get the Wrangler jeans, you get the denim shirt, uh, you get the, or rather the blue shirt, and then you get the blue denim uh, trailhead. Uh, that'd be kind of funny. It's like the ultimate Canadian tuxedo. Anyways, all that to say, color is an option as well. Again, it's all done under this beautiful satin finish. And then another option you have is to add a pickup or not. The Fishman Nashville series pickup, which pairs incredibly well with the Jerry Douglas Aura Box from Fishman. Um, it's my go-to spider cone uh, resonator pickup, and it's just, just fantastic. So uh, not a ton of options, but enough options to kind of get you what you want. Round neck, square neck, maple, mahogany. Uh, color, tobacco, blue denim, black ice, pickup or not. Um, just an all around guitar that will suit your needs, whatever they may be, as I just mentioned with all of those options. Now, I don't have a square neck in the studio, but you've gotta hear it because I think it gives good context to how versatile this particular series is in both the round neck format and the square neck format. So without further ado, here's Andy Hall playing the new Beard Trailhead square neck in maple with the blue denim finish. If he was just wearing those jean jackets, it would complete the ensemble. Anyways, here's Andy. So Tone, what are your actual true thoughts on this instrument? That's the question you're asking me right now. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about the playability. I'm gonna tell you about the sound. I need to kick this off by saying I'm, I'm very biased. I personally own six beard guitars that I purchased with my own money. They were not sent to me for review. There was no, no strings attached. These are all instruments I have purchased. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be biased. But I gotta tell you, this is the first round neck resonator I've played from Paul Beard and his crew. Wow, whoa, baby. Now another disclaimer here. Tone, you said you love mule resophonic guitars. Tone, you said you love national resophonic guitars. Yeah, I love those guys too, all for different reasons. 
Beard makes, in my opinion, the best spider cone, wood body, square neck, and round neck instruments in existence, period. End of story, okay? That's what I think Paul Beard and his crew are the best at. Mule Resophonic Guitars, the best steel body tricone musical instrument out there, period. End statement. They also have the Mavis too, which is pretty damn cool. That's maybe in a separate category. So that's why I like Mule. National Guitars, single cone biscuit guitars, I really like National for those. Now, that's not, that's not a knock against Paul Beard and his crew making single cone uh, wood body biscuit, biscuit cone, um, single biscuit cone wood body instruments. That's not a knock against Paul Beard and his crew. It's just saying, you know, that's what I favor because you hear me talk about resonator guitars a lot. So my thoughts on this one, sorry for that aside. My thoughts on this one. Wow, 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 four of them. Uh, let me start with the playability. It's effortless. There's something about the satin finish on this mahogany neck, the shallower profile, the, the fingerboard, the, the lower frets. I think they're using a lower crown on these frets. The playability is ridiculous. Uh, if you're playing flat picking, if you're playing finger style, uh, fretting comes with ease. I mean, it's just, it's effortless to play. It's like an open pour mahogany finish on the neck. That's very comfortable. It has a very organic feel um, and there's no sticking whatsoever moving up and down the neck. It's pretty, pretty darn awesome. As far as the sound of this instrument, I'll say it again, this is quite possibly the most acoustically warm and soulful spider cone round neck resonator guitar I have ever played. Yes, it is a resonator guitar and it has this resonator quality. It has this, this subtle metallic flavor, but that's not what I gather from this instrument as a whole. I gather a lot of woody sound from this instrument, a lot of warmth that I don't usually associate with a resonator guitar. When I think of resonator guitar, I think of bitey, I think of brash, I think of metallic, I think of scrapey, right? Those are some words I would use to describe it. That doesn't mean good or bad, that's just kind of how I'm trying to describe the tone to you. This guitar does not have that. So I found myself gravitating towards crazy alternate tunings, very low tunings, uh, standard tuning, drop D. I did a weird uh, D, A, D, F, A, E tuning. I did a weird uh, C, G, D, G, G, E, some weird tuning. I was just all over the place with this guitar, but it really held up. It kept its composure and it still retained that warmth, but along with that warmth, it was never mushy. The bass was very defined, it was very crisp, and it was very balanced string to string. That's one of the pieces that I thought was incredible. You know, usually with resonators, you're gonna get a pair of strings or a certain string that just jumps out to the front. This was very balanced from string to string. Each one spoke clearly. It seemed to have its own lane and a very, very supportive guitar. I mean, just, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm just blown away. If you get a chance to try one of these, please do. Um, whether it's round neck, whether it's square neck, whether it's mahogany, whether it's maple, um, check it out. I, I think you'll be blown away. I really do. I, I, I don't wanna continue to just, just shower it with love, but I feel like I have to because, um, it is that good. I just, yeah, I, I, I never would have grabbed this off the shelf because I'm more of a square neck guy and I have my other Rezos kind of in tow and I, I'm really happy with them. But man, this guitar has changed my opinion on Spydercone round neck resonator guitars uh, for the long haul here. So let's hear it just one more time.
So what do you think of the Beard Trailhead series, specifically the guitar that I just played for you? What do you think about it? Let me know in the comments below. Furthermore, what do you think about this new series from the folks at Beard? Do you dig it? Do you like the options? Do you like the sound? Um, let me know. Let me know in the comments below. And as you type, I'm going to go ahead and get things ready for some acoustic news you can use. All right, all right, let's dig into some news. First things first, let me tell you about a contest. Let me tell you it in reverse order. Submissions are due August 21st, so time is of the essence. What's the name of the guitar contest? It's the IBMA World of Bluegrass Guitar Contest, brought to you by Martin Guitar and Lessons with Marcel. Now, there are a lot of details about what you need to do to enter this contest, but what you need to know right now is that just to enter, you don't have to leave your house. That's pretty cool. But like I said, I'm not good on the details, so I'll go ahead and let Marcel Ardens give you those. This Martin Guitars Flat Picking Contest, hosted by IBMA World of Bluegrass, begins today. And this is unlike any online flat picking competition that you've seen before, because the finale will happen live at this year's World of Bluegrass celebration in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, the IBMA has asked me as this year's artist in residence to collect your submissions, and they've asked the rest of the LWM team to serve as the judging panel. So if you're over the age of 18, you're already living in the United States, and you're not already performing at IBMA, you're eligible to compete for this year's grand prize. A brand new Martin D28 guitar, a lesson with Lessons with Marcel, and a conference pass for IBMA 2024. So here's what you gotta do. First, record your performance. Perform one traditional bluegrass fiddle tune on an acoustic guitar unamplified using a flat pick. Remember to keep your instrument within frame for the entire performance, and performances can be no longer than three minutes in length. If any edits, cuts, picks syncing or speed ramping is detected, your submission will not be considered. Second, submit your submission on either Instagram or YouTube using the hashtag picking for the prize. That's picking with a G. And remember to tag IBMA and Martin Guitars. If any of those tags are admitted, your submission will not be considered. Third, pack your bags, because if you make it to the final five, you've officially been invited to Raleigh, North Carolina for IBMA World of Bluegrass 2023, where you'll be competing live for the grand prize. Finalists must be able to travel at their own expense to the event to participate in the final round of selections on September 29th. No travel or lodging cost arrangements are included as part of the contest or final prize. Remember, submissions close on August 21st. That's about a month from now, so you want to get your videos done before then. Don't worry, I hear you. Next up, an update to your summer wardrobe, especially if you're an Eric Clapton fan. He just released a whole new summer lineup of merch. We're talking t-shirts and all sorts of accoutrement. Now, here's the funny thing. My whole adult life, I have been clothed in either band shirts or guitar gear shirts, most likely a guitar brand of sorts, or a hockey jersey. Those are the three things I own in my adult life. I don't really own a dress shirt. I don't really own shirts with buttons for that matter. Just band shirts and just guitar brand shirts. So I thought this was newsworthy. Maybe it doesn't seem like it, but for a guy that loves band shirts, and Eric Clapton for that matter, this is a pretty cool announcement. So make sure to check out Eric Clapton's site for that. Uh, next up, oh, what a treat. Uh, if you don't follow Retro Fret Guitars on Instagram, uh, please do so. They feature some absolute um, incredible, is the, the worst descriptor. Uh, they feature some very, very rare and very inspiring vintage instruments, sometimes with a really incredible pedigree as well. Um, this most recent one is a 1924 Gibson L5. Let me go ahead and read the post and then you'll actually hear this guitar and wow, 
Oh my goodness. Here's what the post says. Today, we are honored to present a real master model if there ever was one. A Lore Era Gibson L5 Archtop. Acrobat Jonathan Stout found himself in the shop just in time to take it for a spin with I'm Confessin' and we're excited to share it with you. This beautiful, iconic early Gibson represents one of the most historically important guitars of the 20th century and a considerable rarity. It is a 1924 Master Model L5, the label signed by Master Lloyd Lore on November 17th of that year. It was not only the preeminent professional guitar of its era, but the original F-hole archtop guitar. news nugget for you as a podcast you need to check out featuring a dear friend of mine Nathaniel Murphy a an inspiring guitar player one of the most humble and kind human beings I've ever met uh, he was just featured on the dipped in tone podcast brought to you by premier guitar uh, where hosts Retschall, you're likely familiar with him and Zach and his last name escapes me from Mythos Pedals, uh, interview Nathaniel. It is a treat to listen to. I believe it's about, it's, it's over an hour. Uh, we're gonna look at, we're gonna listen to just a small little piece of it right now, but if you have some time, download this podcast, check it out. It is well worth the time investment. Here's a little clip from that podcast. You've been playing a lot of guitars and demoing a lot of guitars at mm -hmm. CME for the past couple of years. What, what's been a standout guitar for you since you've been there full time? that has, you know, obviously there's, there's the Dove, the B-Bender, mm -hmm. 64, right? 64 Dove, Dove with a B-Bender, yeah. What, what else though has, has really kind of like grabbed your attention and why did it grab your attention? If I, I'm, see, I'm going to have favoritism here. I'm going to go for the Noel Gallagher J150. It has to be that. That's my, you know, favorite. You know, I've got it here. Should, do you want to show it? Yeah, grab it. One sec. So... This is my Gibson J150 uh, Noel Gallagher signature guitar. Uh, capo already on the second fret, ready to go. You know, it's uh, no. So it was. It's funny how it happened. The shop managed to get a hold of one. They didn't tell me it was going to be mine. It was for a demo for the release. And I, so sometimes I get to bring the guitar home to you know prep for demo, you know, work and stuff and whatnot. And uh, I remember texting the boss and a few people at the shop saying, you know, can you reach out to whoever bought this? Are they local? Would they mind if I borrowed a guitar just to do some videos at home? Because, you know, it's an amazing guitar. And they were like, oh, I'm not so sure, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, they're taking screenshots of that message and sending it to each other because they, you know, at the end of the video, they surprised me with the guitar saying, no, it's actually for you. Um, so that will always be my, my favorite demo. And uh like I said, I got to meet him the other day, and look at that. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. So, very That's cool. Great. I've, got, I've got to try and get that lacquered or something. Got to try and protect that. 
Now it's time to see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates through the five essential skills that help you learn songs fast. On Mondays, there's a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays, a chord transition challenge. So grab your guitar because the TAC family is working on an awesome guitar lick today, and here it is. Your Tuesday TAC guitar lick challenge is entitled Bathroom Break. Now, this is a necessary part of any road trip, and that's actually the theme within Tony's Acoustic Challenge this week, summer road tripping. But the actual musical theme is using your thumb, using your thumb in a slightly unconventional way. You know, normally with fingerstyle guitar, the thumb is in control of the downbeats, right? One, two, three, four. You could play a pattern like this. One, two, three, four, one, and two, and three, and four, and one, and two, and three, and four, right? And you'll notice that the thumb, all it's doing is activating strings on that downbeat, any numbered beat. Well, this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we kind of turn that on its head and we're using the thumb exclusively on those numbered beats, the downbeats, and on the and beats, the upbeats. So it's quite a little bit of a twist and something that most players are not used to. But this technique is really awesome in ragtime and blues guitar. And it also opens up a world of possibilities when it comes to fingerstyle guitar. So let me go ahead and play this lick for you. Pay special attention to the thumb. It's a beautiful sounding lick. I'll say that first and foremost, but pay attention to the picking hand because it's gonna look a little strange because every single note on this is activated with the thumb. Okay, here's how it sounds. Pretty cool stuff, it has this cool flow. It does utilize the bass end of the guitar, which makes it ripe for the picking in terms of a, a bass-led chord transition or just a bass-led lick back to the tonic. In this case, it's in the key of E major. The tonic is an E major chord or an E note. Okay, uh, but first, before I get into the details of this TAC fam, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Click Start Challenge, that'll take you to the teaching video. I'll teach it to you note for note. Once you get it under your fingers, move to the play along video, pick a speed that is comfortable for you, and then go ahead and click that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab right next to the video, and you can have those two things uh, nice and side by side, so you can have a, just a great learning experience as you're getting familiar with this. Okay, this lick, what is it good for? Well, first and foremost, it's a really great fill, okay? If we even take just the first measure, you can be finger picking an E major chord, take that first measure and throw it in there, come back to the E major chord. That would sound something like this. get it smooth, but you get the idea. I actually came at it a little bit too quick. This is a more of a laid back um, kind of a lick because it's using the thumb. And since we're only using a single finger, you might have to dial back the tempo. That's okay. You can do things slowly. It's, there's no, this is not a race, right? There's no win or there's no ideal tempo. It's a tempo that's, that's comfortable for you. Another way you can use this, and I wanna show this to you very briefly, is take the entire thing and use it as a rhythmic motif. 
Okay, what does that mean? Well, you can use this over an E major chord. Let's say you're playing in a, 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 with other guitar players and there's somebody's playing an E major chord one way here, somebody's playing an E major chord one way over there, and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I, I guess I could play an E major chord, but maybe I can try and add something different that adds a little spice. This is a great way to add that spice by not duplicating a chord that's already happening. You're hinting at it, and it's just a beautiful layer that you can add. Here's how this lick would sound repeated. couple extra times because I goofed up one of them. Uh, but anyways, you get the idea. It just creates this nice kind of lilting rhythm that would sit really wonderfully over a strummed E major chord. I hope you found this useful. And you know, in talking right here, right now, it made me think of something I want to remind you. There are, there, there is no cheating when it comes to your guitar journey. You know, this, this happens a lot when we think about, you know, something like bar chords, just something that's difficult, like a new technique, right? Using your thumb for, for every single note within a passage. There's no cheating, okay? If you, if you have to adjust things to make it work for you, that's okay, you have full license to do that. The litmus test here is, does it sound the way you want it to sound? If it sounds the way you want it to sound and you stay in time and you have good tone, then it's fine, it works, right? There's no cheating, there's no, there's no checklist that says, oh, you didn't do this, that, and the other thing. The ultimate test here is, does it sound the way you want it to sound? And if it does, keep doing that thing that helped you make the sound that you want to make. You know, if that means you take a full bar chord and you trim it down, you have license to do that. It still sounds just as much of a G as it did like this. Yeah, you lose some bass end, but if you're playing a chord progression with your friends and you pick this instead of this, you're still making music. It's not cheating. There are no shortcuts, right? Everything is a stepping stone to get further down the road. So I want you to, to remind yourself of that. When you're battling something difficult, when you're trying something new, maybe you adjusted a little bit. That's okay. It's not a fail. You didn't cheat. You're just taking those stepping stones that are necessary on your guitar journey. All right, let's head just to the east a little bit from Bozeman, Montana, and take a look at a guitar snow from one of our very own Acoustic Tuesday viewers, Joe Miller from Rapid City, South Dakota. Here's what he's got in his guitar snow. Up front, we've got a 2011 Martin Quadruple O, a 1999 Martin OM28V, a 2013 Collings OM2, a 2017 Wilhelm Custom, a 2017 Gold Tone Resonator, a 2021 Boucher HG56, in the back, we've got a 90s Epiphone 12 string that had a broken headstock slash neck that he fixed and converted into a seven string a few years ago, a 2019 Gold Tone Weisenborn, and a 1977 homemade out of wood from a 100-year-old house guitar. Uh, very, very awesome stuff. And he also goes on to say this, there are some additional guitars that I added playing in the song that I wrote a few years ago, Who Will Play My Guitars When I'm Gone, with some additional great guitars owned by the performers included in the mix. Here's the link below to the video with some of my Black Hills area musical friends performing and numerous pictures of guitars. And I just want to feature this song, just a small piece of it. I want to encourage you to check out the whole thing, but I thought that since we're all guitar geeks here and the song title is Who Will Play My Guitars When I'm Gone and the video features some really great looking guitars, I thought we may as well check out just a small piece of it. So here it is. Who will play my guitars when I'm gone? 
Just a few more things on my news list for today. Are you familiar with the singer-songwriter Alexa Rose? Uh, you may very well be because I've mentioned not one but two of her albums on the show. And I'm going to mention a third right now. She just released an EP, which is a solo acoustic EP. Solo, I'll, I'll say solo-ish. Maybe, maybe it's better to say a sparse acoustic EP entitled Summer Break. I love the art on this. It just conjures up summer because it's those strawberry hard candies with a little gel in the middle. Anyways, that's beside the point. This EP is only available on Bandcamp, and I strongly urge you to check it out. Purchase it if it is still available. I'm not sure if it's a limited run or not, but between her writing and her voice, you will be whisked away into a musical, magical land. Let's go ahead and have a quick listen to a snippet of that EP right now. Miles and mountains for Can you string a guitar with yarn? Well, of course you can. Of course you can string a guitar with yarn. Would you want to do it? I personally wouldn't, but the acoustic shop certainly did. So they went ahead and strung a guitar with yarn. Here's how it went. I think it's beautiful. Anyways, uh, I think on that note, it's about time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, we're going to talk about the benefits of lap style playing. Now, a couple shows back, I featured my vintage square neck acoustic guitars. A couple shows back, I featured my square neck resonator guitars. Today, we looked at some beard resonator guitars. Not all square neck, but you get the idea. And that, that, idea of playing lap style seems so crazy to some folks, but there are a lot of benefits to it. So I want to discuss those next week on the show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And before I let you go for today, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Fun should be your top priority. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable time with me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, and, um, <laughs> and be nice and play guitar. Take care.